listening to Impact Sports Daily, WDBN's daily rundown of all things sports. Welcome back to Impact Sports Daily. Today is Wednesday, November 3rd. I am your host, Matt Merrifield, and I'm joined today with Jay DeCoster. Last night, the Atlanta Braves won their first World Series since 1995, beating the Astros 7-0. What did you think of the game last night, Jay? Yeah, Matt, it was a great performance by the Braves in Game 6 last night, 7 nothing the final. And Jorge Soler, the World Series MVP, and Jorge Soler, the former Cub, because you know, I'm a Cubs fan, so it was nice to see an, a World Series MVP from a former Cub. He had that bomb out by the tracks. That was a, that was a, that was a, that was a bomb, and that was, that was great to see. And just being the Astros, not not a big Astros guy, obviously because of the cheating scandal they had in 2017, it was great to see them go down again. Um, and yeah, it's, it's shocking because the Braves won 88 ball games. They they lost Acuna, they lost Soroka for the year, and just to see them, you know, go out in the trade deadline, go acquire Jorge Soler, go acquire Jock Peterson, and some of those guys, it's 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 amazing. I can't believe it to be honest. Yeah, they definitely turned into America's team down the stretch there. Uh, we were the tech, by record the worst team in the postseason yeah. this year, but that didn't stop them beating the Dodgers beating the Brewers, and then obviously beating the Astros, which were public enemy number one, yeah. especially when they made it to the World Series again. Uh, obviously watching their all their postseason ac- or trade deadline acquisitions like Peterson, Rosario, and Solaire step up through, throughout the postseason and make big plays. I mean, it's really awesome to see them come through and pull it together, especially losing Acuna and Soroka early yeah. in the year and Ozuna. Um, it's awesome to see a guy like Freddie Freeman, who so many players, so many people around the league love. He's such an awesome player, such a friendly guy, and to see him finally get that ring that he deserves is it's truly awesome. Super happy for Freddie, and it's kind of similar to the Nationals in '19. You know, the te- you know these two teams who were kind of down in the dumps in the middle of the season, didn't really have any hope, and with the Braves losing Ronald Acuna, I believe it was in like mid June or something like that, and to go out, like I said, go out on the trade deadline, acquire Jorge Soler, acquire Eddie Rosario. And credit to the Braves, they went for it. They didn't. They didn't give up. And I thought, I honestly thought they would be sellers at the deadline because they did not look great, you know, before this run they had in August in September. And uh, yeah, it's it's great to see and first World Series championship since '95. And yeah, they they and for the season, I said, okay, this team can make a run and with Acuna, but we didn't we didn't expect these guys like Soler to show and Rosario to show up. So yeah, especially after how close they've gotten the last couple of years, they blew the three one lead to yeah. L A last season. So you thought coming the year they can contend, and then watching all their guys go down, you th- you think this maybe next year, right? But obviously seeing them come through and put put it together is uh it's awesome. Now we have a big, big offseason ahead for Major League Baseball. Free agency, lots of shortstop free agents. Carlos Correa, Corey Seager, uh, Javi Baez are all available. And then you also have the CBA, which expires December 1st, I believe. And so Major League Baseball, as of right now, will not start uh, on opening day. Yeah, we might be looking at a work stoppage if the players and and the owners can't come to an agreement here, which is going to kind of stink because we always look forward to that day when there's not a lot of sports going on with and then March Madness you always look forward to opening day around early April and you know like it's like like you said March 31st is the set date but we don't know what they're going to do so I'm, I'm interested to see how they're going to deal with this because remember when the NFL they had they were going to have a work stoppage but the league the, the 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 players in the union they came to an agreement and it was 
think it was um like a higher higher percentage of the players of that you know don't get a lot of playing time get a higher higher salary, but they still kept the non guaranteed contracts. So it's interesting to see it's interesting to see how they're going to do this with Major League Baseball, man. Yeah, there's a lot of issues they got uh, got to acknowledge like the D- universal DH certain issues yep. like that roster number of roster spots. I do think they'll get it done. It might be a you know Thanksgiving weekend, right? Yeah. We're watching Penn State play, and all of a sudden you see, oh, the CBA came to an agreement. But I do think they'll get it done before the deadline. They always they always seem to get that done. Uh, I'm excited for next season already. I'm hoping yeah. the Tigers can go and get a player like Carlos Correa, and uh, yeah, he's been linked to come and join the Tigers along with Justin Verlander, which would be awesome for the city to watch him come back and finish his career here. So it's a lot to be excited about. Uh, for the Tigers next coming up in this offseason for next season. And just it should be an exciting offseason with all these free agents available. Exactly. And it's big a big offseason for the Tigers. You, sh- you sh- They showed the improvement this year. I believe winning 75 ball games was it. I don't I don't know to be exact, but they showed a lot of improvement with um, Akil Badu and all those guys. And if they can go out and make a splash like a Carlos Correa and potentially bring back a Justin Verlander, they have a chance to win this division because you never know with the White Sox. You know, obviously they're really good, and they look like the team to beat in the in the AL Central. But you just never know with you know with injuries popping up. You just never know with baseball. So the Tigers can have a chance to you know, make a splash here and potentially get in the AL wild card and maybe even win this division. So it's a big a big off season coming up for the Tigers here. Yeah, and it's definitely interesting too because not only do you have the big spenders every year, the mm-hmm. Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox. Now you have teams like the Tigers and even the Mariners and some of these smaller markets that are going to definitely want to bulk up their lineup and try and go and win now, right? The Mariners had a similar season to the Tigers, weren't expected to do much, and they were just they just missed the playoffs on the final day or the final two days. So it definitely should be interesting. And, you know, baseball, they got to get that CBA done because they did a really good job this year of keeping it exciting and keeping people watching, and they need to continue that into next season. We'll see how, how Rob Manfred does because he's not liked by the by the baseball fans around, around America. Yes. So we'll, we'll have to see about that. Moving on, we now last night we had the first college football playoff rankings of this season released. Uh, was led with Georgia number one. I don't think there was any any uh, disagreement there. They've looked mm-hmm. like the best team. And you had Bama at two, which surprised many. Michigan State was placed third, and then Oregon was the four seed. Jay, what were your thoughts on the? Re- on yeah, the I was race? really surprised about Oregon to be honest. I mean, losing to Stanford and I believe it was like a month around a month ago, but. Yeah, Oregon at four. No Cincinnati. They are number six. A lot of a lot of disrespect to Cincinnati, even though you know they don't really play a tough schedule. They went into Notre Dame. They blew them out. And when if you look at this playoff, you know MSU number three. I mean, who would have thought when the season began that we would be number three after go or that MSU would be number three after going two and six off that COVID season last and and the previous two years with D'Antonio. Or you know six and six and eight and four, so crazy stuff. And the committee thought, you know, after coming back against Michigan, you know that MSU deserves some respect. So committee, hats off to the committee, I guess. You know, putting MSU number three, um, and then Ohio State number five. No really, no surprise there, Matt. I was actually surprised to see they put State as high as three. I expect yeah. them to be at four, yeah. especially rewarding them for that uh, awesome performance they put together Saturday. And obviously they did not punish Michigan, only putting them at seven ahead of Oklahoma, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, um, Oklahoma has not looked very good this year. A lot of one-possession games early. Still 9-0, though. But, yes, you're 9-0. You're, uh, 
since they put in Caleb Williams at quarterback, there's been a different. They've looked different. They definitely look like a much better football team. So I think they that has to be taken into account. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I get why Oregon's placed ahead of Ohio State. I get the whole they beat them head to head. But I think from what we've seen, that this Ohio State team has changed. Oh yeah, like, they're they're much better now. And it's interesting to see uh, the committee likes to flip-flop whether or not it's the eye test or whether or not they actually want to take into metrics and different stats to rank these teams. Personally, I would honestly have Ohio State at three. They've looked like the third-best team in the country. I'd argue they're better than State right now. I know that they have to play in two weeks. But as of right now, State Ohio State would beat Michigan State. Those, those receivers and C.J. Stroud have been unbelievable the last few weeks. But yeah. I would have to agree it, there. But it, it's the first rankings, right? So you have a lot to look at. Obviously, they're setting the tone that Cincinnati needs teams to fall, right? They have no ranked teams left on their schedule. They've played two Power 5 teams, I think, this year in Notre Dame, which was an impressive uh-huh. win. Indiana doesn't look as good now because they've Indiana's had such a tough schedule playing, I think, five. Yeah, yeah I think they five. play Cincinnati, Penn State. It doesn't look good now, but yeah, the, that, that schedule for Indiana, obviously yeah, playing yeah. MSU. Yeah, Indiana, yeah, Indiana probably had the most difficult schedule in the country this year. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I definitely think that they said that Cincinnati needs help to get in. Uh, Oklahoma, I, I I really think they should have been higher. I like where they put Wake Forest. I think they're rewarding them for a special season they've had thus far. I've mm-hmm. heard uh, – I I think that that offense is so fun to watch. And, it'll, and even if they don't make the playoff this year, I think watching them play in a New Year's Six Bowl will be exciting to watch. Yeah, Wake Forest has, has been exciting this year with Hartman at QB, the way he, he's played this year. Yeah, yeah but I don't think – like what Kirk Herstory said last night on the, on the college football rankings show, they're not going to put Wake Forest that much higher just because of the schedule they've had. And they don't really have a – good chance of making the playoff just because of that schedule they've had and what the ACC has been like this year. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting, especially at the ACC. I mean, Clemson's down in the dumps. You got Pitt, who just lost to Miami, and it's just crazy what the ACC's been like this year. It's It's been it's nuts. I definitely think Wake has their their toughest part of their schedule is to finish the year. They have North Carolina on the road this weekend. They're actually the underdog. They're getting three on the road. Mm-hmm. They host NC State in two weeks. They go to Clemson, which is always, I mean, going into Death Valley is probably one yeah. of the most hardest places to play. And um, then you have Boston College on the road to finish the season. So not an easy stretch for them. It's still awesome to see what they've been able to do. Obviously, Kenny Walker come to Michigan State. It's oh, been yeah. pretty nice for the Spartans. <laughs> but it's still nice to see them go out and be successful and have one of their best years they've ever had as a program and hopefully finish it out that way. But it's definitely awesome to see both schools, uh, both schools benefit this year, uh, especially after the rough seasons, I think both teams had last year. Definitely, so. and, w- and with all and going back to Oklahoma, like if they didn't play the way they did in the first half against Kansas, they'd be I think they'd be like five or four, right? I mean, l- about to lose a team like Kansas in the fourth quarter if it wasn't for that that lateral play, basically, where Caleb Williams just flipped or. What would he like? He took the ball away from the running yeah, back. He stripped it from his own team. If that if that play didn't happen, we're looking at, or, yeah. If that play didn't happen, we're looking at Oklahoma, as like I don't know. It's because Kansas, like they're not very good. So if Oklahoma just played much better than Lincoln Riley his team ready to play, and we're looking at like we're looking at Oklahoma as like a top four team here. So it's crazy what the committee thinks of that. So yeah, the most important thing to remember is that there's a month left of football. Yeah, everybody's, a lot of time left. Everybody's got four games left. Uh, I mean, I mean, you look at a team like Auburn. I don't think they're out of it, right? They all they need to do is beat Bama uh, at home at the end of the season, and they're going to be uh, 
they're going to be they're going to win the West, and that puts them in a good spot. Michigan's not out, right? They still have to beat Penn State and Ohio State, and as long as State loses twice, then they get their they get their shot. There's plenty of opportunity left. It should be a real exciting finish to the college football season. Exactly, and and with and with MSU, obviously you need to keep, take care of business against a Purdue team that just upset number two Iowa, and if you can do that, obviously you beat you beat you can beat Maryland. But if you can go to you can go into the shoe, they're going to make that primetime game probably. If you can go in the shoe, that win is going to set up for a Big Ten championship. If you win that, you're going to the college football playoff. So. I'm looking at. I'm. I'm not trying to look ahead because you need to beat Purdue. But if you can beat OSU, then we're looking at a playoff berth for MSU. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, it is good to keep in mind Michigan State has not won in West Lafayette in basketball or football oh, since God. 2014. Oh God, that's a that's a long time. And Purdue, as everybody's acknowledged this week, Mel Tucker's acknowledged it that uh that um. We're on to Purdue, and Purdue has has a history, right? They just beat Iowa a couple weeks ago, so they definitely have the potential to knock off the top teams. Looking at it, I still think there are, I would say, 13 teams that have a shot to still make the playoff. Uh, I still think Auburn Auburn and Baylor are the back teams, right? But I still think you win a Power 5 conference, you win the Big 12, right, with one loss, or you win Mm -hmm. the SEC – I mean, yeah, Auburn has two losses, but if you go out and beat Bama and beat Georgia at the end of the year somehow – why not? You kind of have to put them in at that point. So I think there's plenty of room to work. Teams like Cincinnati are not out. Michigan, you still have outside chances like Oklahoma State, Baylor. It should be like it has been so far this year, just an exciting football season, and the last month should be no different. Yeah, I agree. And going back to Purdue, that team is very feisty, and that's going to be a tough game. MSU is only a three-point favorite, so definitely a very tough game in West Lafayette at 330. So, And then Michigan, like – if they if they can beat Ohio State, they're going to go the they they have a shot at the playoffs. So I don't know if they will, but who knows that that game setting up for November what was it November twentieth that Michigan Ohio State game is going to be a dandy. I can't wait for that one. So yeah, yeah, it's been a real exciting. Got a lot of games this weekend that I mean sneaky scary games, right? You got Michigan State going to Purdue. You have Wake Forest going on the road to UNC. Um, you got uh, one that I think is going to be closer than people expect. Ohio State heads to Nebraska. Ohio State's lost a lot of one possession games this year. You got to think once they're going to get they're going to get their shot. Maybe against Ohio State at home, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but the, it just once again, we're going to there's a lot of exciting football coming up. I think the game of the week is probably Auburn A and M, right? Fighting oh yeah, that's a, gonna make it. Where is it at? A M. It's, it's in College Station. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of good football coming up this weekend. Obviously, everybody's looking ahead to the Michigan Ohio State, Michigan State Ohio State game at the end of the year. Yeah, I'm just taking one game at a time for me. I'm not, I'm not, try, I'm not, exactly. I'm not trying to look ahead, right? Because Purdue, like I said, very feisty team that will, that will knock off any team that's in the football, the college football playoff conversation. So, yep. would like to point out to tonight. There is college football on, folks. Make oh, sure you Maction. watch. Let's go. Make sure you watch Maction. Let's Central go. Michigan plays Western tonight at seven. If it's anything like that Toledo game yesterday, <laughs> that I honestly, I'll admit, I watched that over the Eastern or over the World Series last night, especially when Atlanta got up big. There were some exciting. You can't football. get enough football. You can't get enough football. Can't get enough Maction. Whoever came up with that idea at ESPN is a genius. It's so much fun, especially during the middle of your week. Anyways, we're gonna Love move it. on to the NFL. We have some breaking news. Aaron Rodgers, as we just found out, has tested positive for COVID nineteen, and means he will miss the Week Nine matchup against Kansas City. Yeah, that that's a tough loss, especially for the NFL. You could have had Mahomes and Rodgers going at it, 
you know, I know that I know the Chiefs aren't as good this year, but Mahomes and Rodgers is always a, is always a show, and it's tough because the Packers, you know, who just came off that great win against the Cardinals, you know, who who who's gonna be their QB? Jordan Love is gonna be starting, so we we get we get the Jordan Love show against going in in going into Kansas City to take on Mahomes. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how he does in that environment. But yeah, obviously tough loss for the Packers and going to be tough to pull that one out in Kansas City. So Yeah, it definitely sucks for Green Bay, obviously, losing Devontae last week. Now you lose uh, Rodgers. Should be exciting to watch Jordan Love head into Kansas City for his first career game, first career start. Uh, it's definitely exciting. It takes away a little bit from the game of the week everybody was expecting between yeah. the probably the best, I mean, two of the arguably the two best quarterbacks in the league right now. I know Mahomes hasn't had the season everybody's expected him to, or at least as a team, but he's still so talented. Obviously, we've seen Rodgers after that week one dud has still played at a really high level. So it really it's uh, it's upsetting to not get that matchup again this week. Uh, I'm curious to see how the line moves right now. It is it's a pick 'em. Uh, there it's minus it's even right now, but I'm pretty sure we'll it's gonna it's jump. Like gonna be like minus seven. It's probably gonna jump up to at least a touchdown. I would expect something like but. that. Yeah, but it's tough, like I said, because this was the game of the week. I don't really see a lot of good games on the schedule right now. I mean, you could say Bengals Browns. Uh, I mean, I guess Patriots Panthers is a little intriguing for the noon slate, but other than that, like, there's no good games that I'm looking forward to watching this weekend. To be honest, like Vikings Ravens, I guess, like watching Lamar, but and and Dalvin Cook going up against each other. I mean, no, there's not there's not a lot of good games on the schedule, Matt. I mean, uh, the Sunday night game is actually pretty in- intriguing. You could see Von Miller with the Rams going up against the Derrick Henry less Titans, but. Yeah, yeah, we're actually going to find out a lot about some of these teams, like the Titans. Tannehill's got to step up. He has not been that great this year. I expect him to be a lot better with their new uh, new OC. He's going to have to now, right? You don't have Derrick Henry to hand the ball to 30 times a game. Mm-hmm. I think he can do it, especially with the weapons they did. Obviously, adding Julio Jones and A.J. Brown is still a great receiver. It'll be fun to watch him go up against that great Rams defense, now adding Von Miller. Mm-hmm. Then you will, now you look at the Packers. They're 7-1. and one. They have to be pretty good. But how much of that is Aaron Rodgers, right? And you're going up against a, you're going up against a Kansas City team that has struggled, but their de- uh, we'll just have to find out how good their defense is going up against a rookie quarterback. We, we've seen these Packers teams over the years. 2013, when Rodgers broke his collarbone, they were they weren't very good, and obviously he came back and beat my Bears, which was not very fun. And then 2017, he broke his collarbone again, and he missed the rest of the season. Packers didn't make the playoffs, so. Rodgers makes so much impact on this team, and that's why they're always in the NFC title game every year, in the playoffs every year. And, yeah, it's a tough loss for them. And, yeah, they're just going to have to move on and find a way to beat the Chiefs. They still, they, with Aaron Jones trying to gash that Chiefs defense, they, I think they can have a decent chance. But, yeah, I'll have to take, I'll have to take the Chiefs in this one. So, yeah. Yeah, looking ahead, you got some – I mean, there's a couple other matchups. Obviously, the, like you said, the Panthers-Patriots. Stephon Gilmore gets to play the Patriots again, which should be interesting. Um, otherwise, yeah, it's it's a little uh, slim picking this week. I think Arizona-San Francisco is kind of an important one. San Francisco struggled this year to start the season, but I think a win this week at home against Arizona isn't out of the possibility. And then um, I definitely yeah. – and I think Monday night should be very low scoring. Obviously, your Bears oh, yeah. are – Yeah, that's going to be fun. Great. Can't wait to go to, go into Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh, they're a beatable team, but they just beat the Browns. They're, st- they're still very well coached with Mike Tomlin. And Najee Harris, probably one of the most exciting backs to watch right now, like to be honest, now Derrick Henry's out. Um, yeah, I, the Bears don't look very good right now, especially Jimmy G gashing them. 
Debo Samuel that that was like a 90, 95 or ninety yards it was almost a touchdown. So not very fun for for Bears fans everywhere. So yeah, we'll have to see. But I'll take the Steelers in that one if I had to make a prediction right now because I just don't have any faith in the Bears right now. So we'll probably talk more about it tomorrow. But I am very excited for the Thursday night game. I know Jets oh, Jet, Jets Colts doesn't sound like a great matchup, but Mike White. What a performance yeah, he had Mike last White. weekend! Like upsetting I, the Bengals. Yeah, that was that was awesome to watch. Obviously, the Bengals probably came out a little flat. They shouldn't should not have lost that football game. Obviously, they're a much better team than the Jets are. But to watch Mike White come out and just start dealing, throwing for, for over four hundred yards, that was just a lot of fun to watch. You see him in his press conferences; he's just having fun out there. He did not expect to uh, to be put in this situation, but he's just having fun with it, and I think it's awesome to watch. Yeah, is, is Zach Wilson's job on the hot seat here? No, I'm just kidding, but. Yeah, great way, great performance by him and the Colts, man. The Colts just find a way. I, f- I feel like they're the they're the next like the, the they're the Nebraska of the NFL. I feel like they just they find new ways to lose games. Um, you know they they should have won. They should have they should have been the Titans to be honest last week. And I feel like that I think they have the most blown leads this year of any NFL team. I think that sounds about right. So yeah, it should be it should be an interesting Thursday night game between two teams that, especially for the Colts trying to get back in this thing in the AFC the AFC South with Derrick Henry out. So, yeah, The Colts have had some opportunities to win games. Obviously, that Monday night game against the Ravens, they should have won. Last week, they should yeah. have held on. Good news, Derrick Henry's out. You now have, even at 3-5, and five, you have a shot to come back. A lot of winnable games coming up. You have the Jaguars next week, Jets this week, both at home. Um, you have the Texans coming up. You have, you, still, you have to play the Jaguars twice to finish yeah. the year. So you got some opportunities to win some football games and get back in it. Uh, they never make it look pretty, especially no. with Carson Wentz under center. Oh God, Carson Wentz <laughs> that pick six, try to shovel it to nobody. That was that was crazy. I don't know how that I don't know how that happened by him because, like he we saw him do that last year, but this year he's he's done a lot. He's he's been better at, at taking care of the football, but he was kind of back at it again on Sunday, unfortunately, because he's been much better at the at that this year. So, yeah, he's definitely been much better. Colt, the Colts are such an interesting team to watch because they have a lot of pieces. Their defense is good. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor is a great running back. Yeah, he's you, awesome. That O line is awesome. Carson Wentz has been a lot better. They got good receivers. Pittman is really starting to turn into a really good receiver. Paris Campbell's a great speed threat, but they just can't put it together a lot of weeks. So yeah, it's tough. I, you know, we'll see how they do. But the Colt, like you said, the Colts have to play the Jaguars twice and have to play the Texans again. They they have a chance to sneak up on these. Sneak up on these AFC wildcard teams and maybe make some noise if Carson Wentz can stop turning the ball over. So we'll have to see. Anyways, that's going to do it for us today here on November 3rd, a Wednesday afternoon. I'm Matt Merrifield. I'm here with Jada Coster. Have a good afternoon. You've been listening to Impact Sports Daily. Our thanks to Impact's general manager, Jeremy Whiting, station manager, Amber Kinetsky, and programming director McKenna Lowndes. For more, visit impact89fm.org sports.